Ladies, 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 welcome to Linking Arms. I'm your hostess, Nadine McGowan. This podcast is by Purposeful Living Inc., which is a nonprofit that exists to serve the modern woman. We define the modern woman as the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she's hurting, searching, or lonely. We're here to talk about real things with real women, to heal, to grow, to inspire, encourage, empower you to be the woman you are created to be. We are so glad you're here. Let's get started. Well, we are joined today by Miss Arianne Finnan, who is an author and a mama of an eight-year-old little girl, a wife. Um, a, a, she's also employed, so she's a working mom and has a ton going on. And I'm just so excited for the topic today, which is the pains, the suffering, the trials we carry around silently and how to heal from them. Yes. Some from the childhood, some from adulthood. And so welcome, Arianne. We're so happy you're here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Yes. So, you know, I'd love to hear your story. You have an amazing story and, and then how God has used it um, to bless others, to be a blessing. And so why don't you just tell us a little bit about you? Okay, sure. So, yeah, I do have uh, quite the story that goes back to even my younger years. Um, really back when, um, I was 13 years old and, and lost my mom to ovarian cancer. And two years prior to that of losing my aunt to breast cancer. And those moments defined me and who I was. Um, and really at a young age, my world was turned upside down and, it was really um, just through those moments that I was trying to figure out and how to get through this. And, and through that, I just, I began um, carrying around some of that pain um, and, and didn't even know that it was maybe affecting my physical body, um, my emotions, and, and I began carrying that all the way up into, into life. Um, but it was kind of buried. It was buried off to the side and kind of didn't know uh, where it was at until um, really a little bit later in my adult life when I began suffering from other challenges such as infertility uh, that it started to surface again. And I realized that I had a lot to work through. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening to you and I'm just thinking, you know, you were 11 when you lost your aunt, you were 13 when you lost your mom. And that is just so much loss for a little girl, you know, for a little yeah. heart. I can only imagine, you know, how, how hard that was for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and my mom and I had such a close knit bond, you know, I never wanted to be away from her, you know, sleepovers came and I would rather be by my mom than spending the night at my friend's house. That's a hard loss, honey. Yeah. An important person in my life. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and then I can, 
also understand and relate to the part of, you know, you carry pain from the childhood, from your childhood, and you don't even realize you're carrying it, right? Because you just move on, you know, life eventually goes on, but that pain is still there. And then you turn into an adult and then you have something happen. And then it's like a trigger, right? That like unleashes all the stuff. And you're like, where is this coming from? Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's why I love this topic of, you know, like the pains we carry around silently, the pains we carry around that we might not even know, right? We forgot about, um, and then how to heal from those. And that's really what this book is about, right? That you have written. Yes, that is correct. Um, The book is called Lift Me Up to Your Light, Lord. Um, And it really, through that title of Lift Me Up, um, constantly asking God to just lift me up above that pain and that suffering, um, sorrow and bringing us to his amazing light that shines on us, that gives us so much of his blessing. Um, it is just through that, that we are touched by him and we're able to heal. We're able to heal these things that we have gone through. Um, and get through it. So then we can be the people that he has called us to be here oh, on earth. So good. And I love, I love the, the statement that you said and the way I heard it was his touch heals us. Yes. Oh, I just love that visual even, you know, and then I don't want to brush over the fact that you also struggled with infertility because I mean, that is so hard. Um, and I can relate to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the praying, the waiting, the, you know, and then, and then every month it's like, is it going to happen? And then it's yeah. like, no, it's not going to happen. And I'm emotional enough around that time of the month, right. you know, <laughs> let alone the disappointment over and over and over. It's like hope, disappointment, hope, disappointment, hope, disappointment. Yes. Um, so I can relate to that. Any other thoughts around that, that you want to share? Yeah. Um, you know, everything after college was going well. I met my husband. Um, my job was going well and I enjoyed what I was doing and here we're ready to start our family. And then it was like, wait, something's not right. And, you know, I'm noticing other friends and family members around me, um, are getting pregnant easily and kind of thinking what's wrong with me. Um, but it was through those moments that um, I began kind of looking and searching. And, and in some way, I felt like my prayer wasn't being heard. God does something through our quiet time and begins working even when we don't realize that he's working. And so this time that I just waited patiently, God was healing and bringing all these steps and showing me um, how I could start healing um, myself through physical healing, spiritual healing, emotional healing. And it was really a Bible verse that stood out to me Um, that was from James chapter one, verse 22, that changed my perspective. And it said, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. And 
God made it clear to me in that moment that I needed to start following his commands rather than just listening to them. Wow. I had been trying to take control of everything. I was trying to navigate through life on my own. And God was truly there for me, showing me and pulling me closer to him. Man, you just said so many great (laughs) things. I'm just like jotting down notes. Um, The first thing that really stood out to me is what you said that you struggled with with infertility when you were like in comparison, right? Like all these other people are having babies. Like, why can't I? And then Mm -hmm. the statement with the what's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us women, whether it's because of infertility, whether it's because we're not getting a promotion at work, whether it's because there's something off in our marriage or maybe our children are misbehaving or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, like maybe that's a common question we internally ask ourselves of like, what's wrong with me? What's mm. wrong with me? And yeah, I yeah. just want to pause there and address the ladies that might be asking that question. And I just want to say, there is nothing wrong with you. Mm. There is nothing wrong right. with you. You are exactly where and who you are supposed to be. And you are God's masterpiece. Mm. You are his masterpiece, just as you are. Yes. So I wanted to address that because I, that stood out to me. And then the other thing that you said is when prayers aren't answered, God is still working. He is. He is. Man, I needed to hear that because sometimes I'm like, why are you not answering my prayers? Like, come on. I've been patient enough. Like I have, I've done, I've been honoring you. I've been following you. Like, why do bad things happen to good people? Right. Like all of that. It's like, God's purposes are higher than our purposes and his ways are higher than our ways. And he is working. That doesn't mean he's going to give us exactly what we want. Right. But like he's working as, as, as I'm trying to be patient and I'm wrestling with like the unanswered prayers. Yes. Um, so I love that. And then there was something else I wrote down and I stopped that we are not. So I don't remember that third thing. That's um, <laughs> why I have to write them down because. Um, so, so I, I, I wanted to point those two things out that you said, because I think those are, those are important points for us to look at. And so I want to kind of dive in to, you know, how do we heal? from Mm -hmm. our silent suffering? Like what are, you know, you have seven steps in your book. Maybe you can give us like a, like a overall view, like a 20,000 foot view of what are those steps and what does that look like? Yes. Yeah. And in the Bible, um, from the verse, it says the one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. And I saw this image that we have been spread out across the earth like seed. And God wants us to plant our roots in him. And to do that, you know, we have to take that first step to be planted in God's good soil. We take that first step um, to deepen our faith. And we allow um, and ask God that we can have a relationship with him, with the son and the Holy Spirit. Um, And we need to deeply bury um, our seed in his soil because, you know, when we go through these storms of life, I mean, the wind can easily blow us away. 
or we can, you know, even with the seas, a bird could come and try and take us away just as, you know, many things try and push us away from the good that we're trying to do. Yes. And so we stand up against um, these trials and these storms. So that's really important to have that foundation. And as we have that foundation, um, we begin to spend more time with God in prayer. And that's really the second step I learned about of just having this authentic time with God, this quiet time. Um, We praise God despite what we've been through or what we're going through. And we ask and offer forgiveness. And then we also just with a faithful heart, we wait patiently uh, for God's answer to our prayer. There's a lot of rich stuff here. So I, I kind of need you to backtrack for a minute because there's just such sure. good. And I need to get the book, right? Um, yeah. At least I have one coming, I think. So, um, so ask and offer forgiveness. Yes. To tell me more, kind of give me like a recap of that again, one more time. Yes. So for our healing to take place, there might be still things in our heart that we need to ask God to forgive. Mm -hmm. And we also maybe feel like there's other emotional wounds that have hurt us. Other people have hurt us Yes. for forgiveness over those situations. And we just continually to forgive. And maybe, you know, depending on if somebody hurt you, it may not necessarily mean that you still can have, you know, that relationship may be broken, but we're healing our heart through God to allow us to move on from it. We, we ask for his forgiveness and we move past it. I love this. And, you know, I, I, what it made me think of as you were sharing all of this is for me to take some time with the Lord and ask with God and ask, where am I holding unforgiveness in my heart? Mm-hmm. Because I bet there are things that are so buried deep down that, that are holding me back from healing. Yes. And then, and then to take the work and do the work of, okay, I want to forgive Lord, help me to forgive and release this person. I forgive them. And I love them, you know, Mm -hmm. like I forgive me, forgive me. And I love me. Um, So, okay. I like that. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah, To, and just to, to expand on that a little bit too, of, um, what is in our heart and we're asking, I share this a little bit more in chapter seven, but that have I been envious? Have I been boastful? Have I been proud, dishonoring, selfish, angry, or evil? And rid me of those things, help release them from me, because I want to be a child of God. I want to do as God has called me and to be who he wants me to be. And I can't have those still in my heart and truly be, um, be able to share his ways too. I love those specific words and those questions. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it almost makes me think of like, and I'm going to dumb it down a little bit here just because I, I have a simple mind. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
like I have to clean out my fridge because if I don't clean out my fridge, the food will rot. And so I have to go through and go, okay, what is old? What is going to go bad? What am I not going to eat? And I have to do that pretty regularly in Mm -hmm. order to have a clean and healthy fridge. Right. And so it sounds like kind of doing the same thing with my um, heart, Mm -hmm. you know, and checking in and going, am I envious? Mm -hmm. Um, Am I holding unforgiveness or bitterness or, you know, a lot of the words that you said, I couldn't get all of them down, but I think that is so important to check in because those are the things that are getting in the way of my healing. Those are the things that are getting in the way of me being the, the woman I am created and called to be. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, tell me about the rest of the chapters. So we have faith, we have, um, prayer. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then the next one leads into, uh, meditation and, It's meditating on God's words. So as we begin to spend more time with God, we need to be anchored to his words and to his truth. Because the one thing I found is that I've experienced fear before. And this fear too, that we're trying to not be fearful of our situation or what's going to happen next. Um, And so as we meditate on God's word, we begin to ingrain that truth into us. Yes. And I'm no longer going to let this continue to affect me. Yes. Uh, And at times I would take a Bible verse and I would just continue to repeat it over and over again. Or I would say um, the, the Bible verse of do not fear for you are with me, you are here with me. Um, And so as I continue to repeat that in my mind, I begin to believe it. And so I had this truth that um, could help me through those situations when I needed it. Um, it. Through a surgery or a procedure and scared about what the outcome is going to be of that. Um, that's when we really need those words of God from the Bible to help us, uh, get us through those, those tough times. Mm, Mine is in you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. Yes. That is one I repeat over and over and I've repeated it for so many years now that it just comes naturally now, whenever I'm in a situation, you know, where I'm anxious or scared, or it just like comes out and it's like, Whoa, okay. Um, and I love what you said about meditation. Um, and I so agree with you. It really does rewire our mm-hmm. brain. Yes. You know, it can take those anxious thoughts, those self-defeating thoughts, those old tapes that people spoke over us, that we believe the lies, the distractions, and it can replace them with truth and with goodness and with healing and with favor. And, you know, like God's word is just so good. The other reason I love meditating on his word is it the more I found the more I am in God's word, the more I can recognize his voice in my life. Yes, that's very true. And it's like, it's, I I use this example a lot, but it's like, I know my mom's voice because I've heard it for so many years. I've heard it a lot. You can put her in a crowd of a hundred people. I'm going to know when it's mine and I could be blindfolded and I'm going to recognize her voice. right? Right. And I want the same for God's voice. Like I want God's voice to be the strongest voice in my life. 
And Mm -hmm. so meditating on his word allows me to to recognize his voice and to to decipher it from the rest of the noise that's out there. Yes, I totally agree. And and that makes me picture just a shepherd with his sheep and in the Bible. And even I share a little bit more about that too, of us being called um, by God, but it is those sheep will not recognize a stranger's voice, right? But shepherd calls them, they come, they hear his voice and they come. There's actually a pretty cool YouTube video about that. Have you ever seen it? No, it is really cool. I don't know what country it's in, but there's like, um, they have a bunch of strangers come up and do the call to the sheep and the sheep are just eating grass, hanging out. And then the shepherd comes. It's really powerful. I get chills just even saying it. And the (laughs) shepherd comes and he calls his sheep and they just come running to him. And it's like, whoa, this is cool. Yes. I love that. Okay. We got to keep moving because I'm like in this now and I'm like, oh no, I don't want to run out of time. Okay. What's number four? So now that we're, we talked about spiritual healing, um, we move now towards more of physical healing. And this has also been very key for me of moving through the difficulties I've had with infertility and um, PCOS, which polycystic ovarian syndrome is really what has caused my infertility of what I found through the years. Um, but through that, um, I have been able to start nourishing my body and giving me the nutrients it needs to be able to heal. Um, instead of filling my plate up with processed foods and junk food and sweets, I've been replacing that with whole foods. Uh, many things that, you know, we are just so busy these days that it's so easy to grab this or a candy bar for a snack when we really need to be nourishing our bodies, um, to be able to continue to fight off all these illnesses that our bodies are, are facing right now and replenish those vitamins that we're not getting, um, on a daily basis. And so I really share about God and what the Bible says about the foods that he has called us to eat. Um, yes, I think that's so important. You know, what's interesting about that is I have noticed that every day, right around between three and five o'clock, I'm exhausted. Like Mm -hmm. I hit this wall where I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to look at anybody. Like, I'm just like, I'm irritable. I'm unreasonable. I'm angry. I'm, and it's like, for no reason, I don't even know what the reason is. And, and so I cut out processed sugar. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I I don't hit that wall anymore. Yeah. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. And it's amazing. That that is so true because I cut out all caffeine and I was having headaches day after day. And even ones that, you know, would, um, have me that I just needed to go to bed to be able to have that headache to go away for the next day. Um, but once I cut out that caffeine, my body was no longer, having these constant headaches. And it was truly incredible, even like what you said about the sugar um, of how our body reacts to that. Yeah, it is interesting. So I love this physical nourishment. And for me, I would even add sleep. Like, man, when I am not well rested, I'm not healthy. I, everything bothers me every, you know, and, and so I need sleep. Like I need at least six hours minimum, but I like to get eight. Like I have a bedtime 
Right. <laughs> Just like I have one for my child, I have one for myself. Yes. It's, that's important. So I love the physical nourishment. I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Um, so you you just told your, the fifth chapter right there, oh. which is rest. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Okay. Rest, rest is so important. Yes. And, and just for us to slow down and for our bodies to get refreshed, we need that on a constant basis to be able to focus on getting more rest through the night, but then also getting rest during the day. We can be running from errand after errand, taking the kids here and there and everywhere. And we just need time to just slow down. Um, so yes, rest. Actually, one thing with the rest for me is honoring Sabbath. Um, and so honoring a Sabbath yes, is yes. such an important part where I take just a day to not worry about home chores, to not worry about work stuff, to not worry about, you know, and I just try to take it and make it a day of rest. So I agree with that. I think rest is so, so, so important. Um, what's the next chapter? All right. Next chapter is about strength. Just to help us get through these obstacles and trials we're facing, we need this internal and external strength to help us through that. And I just think, and I love the story of David and Goliath, because here David seems too young and not strong enough to defeat a giant, but he stands up and he steps up and through him, God makes the impossible possible. He's able to fight Goliath. And we have also been given that same strength too. I like it. And yes, like just getting ourselves physically stronger, emotionally stronger, spiritually stronger. I love that focus on strength. Yeah. Um, what else? God allows us to heal our hearts so we can love ourselves and we can also show love to others through their trials. So we may not be facing something at this particular moment, but we may be seeing a friend or family member going through something. And now that we have came out of our own healing, we can begin to offer this love to others and show our love to others to see how we may help them through um, their tough challenges. It is interesting how when I am serving, I am so filled up. Mm -hmm. I sometimes feel guilty because I'm like, I think, you know, I'm trying to help somebody else, but it actually ends up helping me so much more because I'm like on cloud nine afterwards. Right. So true. And so when we are loving others, it does help us be at our best. It does help us heal. It does. And when I was walking through the most difficult situation, I share this often too, of my life. Um, anytime I was really, really stuck and I couldn't get myself out of myself, I would pause and go, who can I serve right now? Mm -hmm. And I would reach out to somebody that I could serve and it would shift me immediately. I mean, it's amazing. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, making love a priority. Yes. Yes. Maybe even just cooking up a meal for somebody or yeah. somebody that's going through cancer treatments or um, somebody that's having a rough day and maybe just dropping flowers off at their house or something like that uh, to help them feel better. 
Yes. This is so good. Um, I have loved having this conversation with you. And so um, I just want to kind of wrap it up here with the ladies and just invite you, as you ladies know, I like to do some kind of an invitation or like a challenge to you. And so here are my questions for you that I want you to kind of contemplate. And then afterwards, um, Ariane, I'll give you a couple minutes if you want to say anything else to kind of wrap it up as well. So okay. my, my invitation and my, my challenge to you ladies is what do you need to do to plant roots in God? What do you need to do to plant your roots in him? It looks different for everybody, but I want you to just take a minute and think about that. What is one thing you can do? Is it carving out quiet time in the morning? Is it yeah, journaling? Is it prayer? Is it, is it being in the word and meditating and picking a couple of Bible verses that you really put everywhere and memorizing it? What are you gonna do to plant your roots in him, to grow yourself spiritually. Pick one thing. You know what you need to do. It's, it's, it's bubbling up for you probably right now. The other question that I have for you is, um, is with physical. Is there something that you can do? Is there one thing that you can do with your physical well-being uh, whether it's physical nourishment, maybe it's cutting out a certain food or adding in a certain food or drinking more water or getting more rest or honoring a Sabbath or I don't know, you know, but I just want you to pause and think, what is something that I can do for physical nourishment? The other invitation and challenge that I have for you is, is the love piece. And that is, what is one thing that you can do to love somebody without them finding out, with no strings attached, to serve somebody um, that, that can't repay you, just for the sake of loving, just for the sake of giving of yourself. And so those are the three that I would invite you to consider. And then I would invite you to pick one. Okay, so out of the three, like, what is the one that's going to make the biggest difference? And that's my challenge for you for the next three weeks. Can you take that on for the next three weeks and say, I'm going to be in the word for the next three weeks every single morning, or I'm going to get eight hours of sleep every, whatever that is for you. Okay, so that is my invitation to you. Ariane, anything you'd like to add? Sure, I'll just say that just through what I have learned over the years, um, God really does have the ability to take us out of our comfort zone and transform us into the person he has called us to be. We all have a calling. We all have a purpose and God is asking us to trust him and he will take our lives and really use them for his greater glory. And I think just letting or asking God how he can use your story, because there may be a group, there may be a person, there may be somebody that needs your story right now. And I would just, I would just say, let him, let him use you. That's beautiful. Ladies, we love you. And we are here for you always. Thank you for spending your time with us today. For more on Purposeful Living Inc., visit our website, purposefullivinginc.org. We offer free coaching, growth groups, events, and have a care team waiting to support you. For more encouragement, you can also find Purposeful Living on your favorite social media platform. Leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember, ladies, you are loved. 
You are chosen. You are seen. You are valued. You have a purpose and your purpose matters. Talk to you soon. We love you.